I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter who. We'll fill in. We're there. We're there. Oh, yeah. Godly. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Rich, yeah, we're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help get you there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we have the legend himself, John Ramos, running the board. We got Bo jumping in here today. Got Monsi. I, I briefly ran into Iowa Sam, Ooh. Uh, but he was heading home anxious to watch his Iowa Hawkeyes wrap up a slot in the Big Ten championship game. All they had to do was beat the miserable 3-8 and Nebraska Cornhuskers mm-hmm. um, at home. And, it, you know, a nice, easy walkover win. Um, Iowa finally scored. Uh, they were down 24 to nothing. It's now 24 to seven, eight minutes to go in the third quarter. But Iowa has laid an egg at home against lowly Nebraska. Casey Thompson, 225 yards passing, three touchdowns for the Cornhuskers. I'm sure there are Nebraska fans saying, where's this team been all season long? Well, here's Iowa with a chance. All they had to do was in win against miserable Nebraska at home. And you're into the Big Ten Championship, and they have been awful. Just absolutely awful. So I would imagine Iowa Sam's got to be reeling. <laughs> although I should talk because I'm watching UCLA is down 21 to 10 to Cal. Can Ouch. I, can I just, I, I want to stop this right now. Chip Kelly, I'm going to say this, I'm going to make a strong statement. Go ahead. 
Chip Kelly is not a good coach. Now, I don't know what happened at Oregon when he was rolling up all those wins. I know his NFL career started strong and got progressively worse. He's in his fifth year at UCLA and had the benefit of having a fifth-year starter. In other words, he's had one starting quarterback for five years. You would hope after five years they would get it right. But if they lose this game on the road to Cal, on the heels of back-to-back losses at home to Arizona and USC, that doesn't bode well moving forward. Because I don't know who's going to be the quarterback at UCLA, but I again, eyeball test to me. I'm not in on Chip Kelly. And I I I I know UCLA, see here's the thing. We're a basketball school. I yeah, say we UCLA. Yeah. So bas and, and Mick Cronin's doing a phenomenal job. I know they lost a couple of games early. I'm not worried about the basketball program. They're in good hands of Mick Cronin. You football is like uh like it's a bonus. Like if UCLA has got a good football team, it's like a bonus situation. That being said, Moving ahead to the Big Ten, if indeed they are going to earn a slot in that Big Ten, I see UCLA football in the Big Ten like where Nebraska is right, right now in the right, Big Ten. Right. I, I don't hang on, feel hang comfortable on. that Chip Kelly hang on. is somehow going to like, yeah, match wits with the powers in the Big Ten and make UCLA some kind of power. I see the exact opposite. I remember when DTR first got to campus and look he looked like the type of player who could go one way or the other it really did it looked like this could be a guy who we would all be very impressed with come the end of his college football career or it might be one of those flame outs who you know had a lot of hype and just never really figured it out and to chip kelly's credit and to dorian thompson robinson's credit he's developed extremely well if you look at every single year He's gotten better. He's gotten better and better and better. He's become basically this whole offense. I'm not saying that they don't have a good run game outside of Dorian Thompson Robinson, but the past two years, he's supplied close to or over 600 yards rushing, along with the fact that he's now one of those quarterbacks that you can really trust throwing the football around the yard. Keeps his interceptions low. He's careful yeah, with the football. Last week. Well, I understand that. Yeah, that last week was. <sighs> Last week was bizarre. I, I mean, to be frank, there was no defense being played. It was gonna. It was a gunslinger uh, affair, and he got he got outthrown by one of the best doing it right now in college football, and Caleb Williams. So I'm not gonna hold it too much against him. But if you look at his stats on the season, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions on the year. You know he's he's completing yeah, but that's almost a fifth year 70. starter. So that my point is, yeah. But do Chip we have Kelly has been the only voice five. in the headset the whole time. For, he's developed does it take from five years to develop a quarterback. No, his twenty twenty one was a, 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 a solid year as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He he threw twenty one touchdowns last year, six interceptions. Mm. And are you happy with Are you, are you happy with James Franklin right now, at Penn State? Aren't you, aren't, I, are you, aren't isn't your program a little bit an idol these days? It, uh, I it, listen. I understand your complaints about about Chip Kelly from the wins, and I I agree. And at Penn State, they have a similar situation, but at least he developed a quarterback. You can't say that about James Franklin. Look at Sean Clifford. I mean, I, you know, like, are we is 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 Sean Clifford even in the conversation with DTR? The answer is absolutely not. Where where are you nine years into the James Franklin run at Penn State? Look, I like him as a person. I like him as a recruiter. 
you know, I, I think that he rubs other coaches the wrong way because of how he'll handle end-of-game situations or pumping up the score. But college football is like that these days, so I don't really hold it that much against him. But, but from the standpoint of, like, that's a guy who you kind of want – on, you know, having the couch conversations with recruits because year after year after year, Penn State finds a way to get those guys, those talented high school football players into their program. They need to find a quarterback, though. There's no doubt about it. They need to find a quarterback. Well, they had a quarterback a couple of years ago that was in the preseason Heisman conversation. I don't know. Look at here's the thing that we the point. And by the way, they were a much yeah. better team back then. And, well, and they were. I mean, but but and, the, and and the same could be said about UCLA. I think this was a solid season. Obviously, not if you finish with three straight losses, yeah. it's not solid. Yeah. I mean, I said going into the year, they said how many wins do they have to win? I said, look, with a fifth year starting quarterback. You need to win eight or nine games. Well, if they win eight, eight and four, that's 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 idle. Look, the challenges for college football coaches, and I'm talking about these Power Five conferences now with name, image, and likeness, and the transfer portal. This to me is a real separation of coaches now. It really is because you know it used to be you recruit a class and then you have a couple of years to develop in the program. Rich, you were a prime example at Penn State under Joe Pa. There, they redshirt you for a year. Yep. You go from a defensive player to an offensive player. A couple of years in, you become a starter, and eventually you're an All-American. All right, so that's that was the normal path. Not just for Penn State; all schools used to have that. That's no longer the case. You are under immense pressure to win year after year because if you don't, many of those star players you have decide, gee, it's not working here, man. I'm going to go elsewhere. And by the way, they're offering me a little more money anyway, so I'm going to take that cash and head out of here. So it's no longer a development of like, all right, well, we'll develop a class over two to three years. This is a year-to-year proposition now in college football, very much so. So to me, this is where we're really finding out who the real top coaches are, because you got to do it from a recruiting standpoint, yep. and then you got to bring all these pieces together in a one-year situation and make it work. Well, in a one-year situation in certain cases, but I will make this argument. You could go one of two ways, and certain coaches are going to choose one path. Other coaches are going to choose another path. You could either prove to everybody out there that you have the ability to develop at real NFL talent. Like, you know, like say Dorian Thompson Robinson ends up getting drafted and maybe, I don't know what he's rated right now. Maybe he's a second round, maybe he's a third round. Uh, shoot, maybe he's a high fourth round pick. But he gets foisted into action at some point this upcoming year in the NFL and showcases some real ability at the next level. Well, all of a sudden, Chip Kelly becomes a very attractive developer of talent at one of the most important positions, arguably the most important position in all of sports. So there are going to be players who are going to want to come to this system and be a part of that, whether recruited out of high school because they know that he can develop a talent like that or transferring into the program. Now, I'm going to widen this to everybody because I know we're specifically talking about UCLA, but this is true for everybody in college football. They need to decide whether they want to be known as the, the, 
the the guru offensively who could put together a scheme like a Lincoln Riley, for example, where he could take a Jalen Hurts and make him a star in a single year in his program? Or do you want to be known as one of those guys who can bring you in, develop you, and pump you into the NFL after your career is over? And you can make a whole lot of NIL money, by the way, while you're at that school. It's going to be divergent. You're going to see a lot of different coaches take a lot of different paths, but I still think development is going to be important at some programs. It's not going to be as important as it used to be, though. I've asked this question before about the NFL and how they're adjusting into this whole different dynamic in college football. On the other side, we'll 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 take a look at how the NFL approaches all this money being funneled into these college football players. And by the way, that money's only going to go up, 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 up. Once you open the Pandora's box, as we predicted, you know the money's going to be flowing because there's a lot of money at stake. Will that change the dynamic in how the NFL is going to approach? Their draft, we'll talk about how significant changes have already been coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Ramos, running the board, playing all his favorites as he usually does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Green Day fan, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I am too. Uh, Steve Harbin, Rich Orenberger here in for Cavino and Rich. By the way, welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile well, grill go. you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best, shop online for free delivery. BigGreenEgg.com, that's lifetime warranty, free home delivery. Big Green Egg. Dot com. Once again, we're broadcasting from the Tyrac.com studios. Okay, we're, we're talking a little bit about the changing dynamic of college football. The question is, does the NFL change to sort of keep pace? Um, let's go back to the 2010 NFL draft that was the complete game changer. That was the year that Sam Bradford, coming off a junior season in which he had missed pretty much the whole season with injury the year after winning the Heisman Trophy, was given a contract with $50 million guaranteed. $50 million guaranteed. And that's when the NFL said, enough. Enough of this guarantee stuff. We haven't seen any rookie get anywhere near that guaranteed money since. So they put a cap on things in terms of the NFL draft. They've also maintained that you have to be three years removed from high school before you're eligible for the NFL draft. So I'm looking at some of these uh, name, image, likeness, how much some of these guys are making, like Bryce Young this year, Caleb Williams, uh, C.J. Stroud. They're all making about $3 million, about $3 million, which, by the way, is a lot less than being the guaranteed number one pick in the draft. Let's, let's make that clear. But you have options now, right? I mean, let's look at Caleb Williams. He is not eligible for the draft yet. And I think everyone agrees this guy has got a bright future ahead of him in the NFL. Let's say a year from now, a team that he doesn't want to play for ends up with that top pick in the draft. He could make a lot of money staying in college because, as I said, this name, image, likeness, money, we're $3 million now. That's going to go up considerably as time moves forward. Yeah. So does the NFL need to change anything in an effort to secure the top talent that obviously they want in their league as quickly as possible, or do they just stamp out and, and let's let's let this all play out uh, as far as name, image, likeness, transfer portal, the whole three-year waiting rule after high school for the draft? Should they just stand pat? Look, I I think that. A lot is going to change at both the college level and the pro level here in the upcoming years. And I think I think collectively the the powers that be in college football and in the NFL, meaning the players union at the NFL level, the ownership with a committee of theirs, and with 
whatever it is, the the executives at the NCAA level or maybe the commissioners of all these major conferences in FBS football, they need to get together and figure out what the best plan here is moving forward. I mean, holistically, because the like, let's face, I mean, college football is a minor league for the NFL. I mean, let's not all be so blind to that fact. I mean, NFL football players, the majority of them, something to the tune of 95 to 96 percent of these players come out of college football immediately following their careers. You know, there are some CFL, there are some from spring leagues, there are some from, you know, international, especially punters from Australia. Sometimes you'll see that. But by and large, I mean, this is a feeder league to the NFL. So, yeah, it's going to have a major impact on the type of talent coming out of college year after year because there's going to be certain players from an NIL standpoint or from a transfer portal standpoint or from the fact that now, because we went through a global pandemic, the COVID year gives a lot of these players an opportunity to go back to college where they may be earning more than they will their rookie year in the NFL. So I think it's time that all three of these entities, you know, the NFL, the NFL Players Union and college football in whatever aspect possible to put together a committee and make decisions that are going to make sense for all parties concerned because this is going to blow up if there are no guardrails in place at some point. By the way, in terms of name image likeness, Bryce Young is the highest paid, according to all reports, currently in college football, which makes sense, uh, being the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, plus he's the Alabama quarterback. But he's not the highest paid football player in terms of name, image, and likeness. That would be high school player Arch Manning. Arch Manning actually has more money coming in than Bryce Young. And by the way, if you want to hear about money coming in, the top two people, according to one site, Mikey Williams out of San Isidro, that's the basketball player, high school basketball player, who's heading to Memphis, by far number one, and it's not even close, Bronny James. Yep. Seven and a half million dollars. Yep. Bronny you- James, who most likely now looks like probably will be heading to Ohio State. Some people term him the third best player on his own high school team. Um, but in terms of name, image, likeness, $7.5 million. Um, this guy's lapping the field right now. So, like I said, if high school players are already making more than the college stars, what does that tell you about the future of the college stars? I mean, this money is going to skyrocket. Well, we're living in the years ahead of us. We're living in, you know, sort of a uh, a democracy of talent. Uh, you know, in certain ways, like you know, like anybody can become a broadcaster or a reality celebrity or a uh, or even even somebody who's a content creator of other sorts. You know, making short videos, making movies, even. I mean. Technology has become cheaper. The internet has exposed more and more people to more and more people. And also, let's be honest, over the the same period of time, we've found a way as a society to truly commoditize fame. Like fame is just as important as actually being talented. You know, so while Bronny James is never going to be as talented as LeBron, his father, his fame may end up making him more money than his dad ever made. That sounds ridiculous right now because we know LeBron James is a billionaire, but we also know other billionaire 
celebrity reality television or reality or, or influencers, I should say, like the Kardashians. So I think like in some ways, like this has been the best thing to happen to college sports in a very long time, because I think for a very long time, there have been kids who have been taken out of really tough circumstances and brought into a program. And they've made a lot of people a lot of money during their time there. And they receive very little benefit after their career ended, whether it be suddenly due to injury or not so suddenly. They were just out of, they exhausted their eligibility. And so they returned home after, you know, failing or flopping out of their NFL prospects, returned home to their same situation. And it, and life didn't really work out for them. Like now there's an opportunity for these players to earn while they're at college like they should have been all along, and that's a really big benefit. But you do need to put some guardrails into place at some point because people are going to get taken advantage of. Um, Players aren't going to pay their taxes for money that they're receiving through name, image, and likeness and may get in trouble with the IRS. I mean, there's a lot of doors that have been opened recently, and we haven't seen all of the evils that have been rele- released, you know, from a Pandora's box exp- uh, uh, standpoint. And we're going to see those start to rear their heads oh, yeah. in the years to come. No, I'm with you on that. Look, I, again, I have no problem with them making as much money as they can. I'm 100% for it. But like you say, there's got to be a, if, if college football is going to completely divorce themselves from the NCA. And right now, the NCA not showing much resistance, to be honest with you. They've really, as we know, there's never been an NCA champion, an official NCA champion in Division I football ever. Uh, we've had mythical national champions from the get-go. But this name, image, likeness situation, the transfer portal, the NCA just step back and say, you pretty much can do whatever you want to do. To me, there has to be some governing party. Yeah. So to oversee this entire thing, I, I don't think you get out of the SEC with one set of rules, Pac-12, the Big Ten. You know, it's sort of like our election situation in the United States, where everyone has, you know, every state seems to have their own way of doing their elections, and you're like, what? We need to have a a governing body to take college football to the next level. And I I agree with I think the NFL is going to have to make certain adjustments because the bottom line is they've gotten a free minor league system from the get-go in college football. It's worked beautifully for them over the years. That's why they went to task. What was it? It was 20 years ago. When Mike Williams and the running back out of Ohio State, you know, challenged the the three year rule, it wasn't college football to battle those guys. It was the NFL. I mean, right. they they went to the limit to make sure that that rule was not changed. Remember, they changed the rule to three years because of a guy named Barry Sanders. <laughs> you right. know, they were like, okay, three years, but that's as far as we're going to go. Because I, I'm sure there's plenty of teams right now that would love to get their hands on Caleb Williams. Oh, of course, and 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 I'll I'll go a step further and I'll say. The unfortunate reality for college football programs and for maybe even the NFL at a certain extent is the end result is going to be a college football players union. Like that is yep. what, what this is hurtling oh, that, towards. Now that's a game changer. Yeah. And, that, and I, That I, would be a game changer. And I don't think there's any question. Like you're going to have players who are already well connected with one another coming out of high school and then obviously at the collegiate level who we saw, we saw the early signs of this pre-pandemic where you had coalitions of players, whether it be in the Big Ten or the Mountain West or the Pac-12, leaning up against the commissioners to have their bidding be done, whether it was to 
cancel games out of con- health concerns or worries or to exert their power to have games be played we saw groups of players getting together from multiple schools and deciding for themselves what they wanted to do and not just be beholden to the rules of the conference commissioners who have had power over them for so long. That is the next step of this process because let there be one rule that comes down that all of the players collectively disagree with, like, you know, whether it's limiting how many funds they can earn or the time period in which they can earn those funds, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to see the players unite and you're going to see them potentially picket or strike, and then you're going to see some real changes be made at the college football level. All right, let's find out what's uh, trending right now. Monsi Bolaños is uh, back with us right now talking about leftover green bean casserole. <laughs> now, yes. I mean, beyond the obvious with the green beans, the cream of mushroom soup, the fried, French fried onions, yeah. right? I mean, those are the oh, basics. Oh, do, you go, yeah. do you go beyond that? Is there any secret addition beyond the, no, the basics? No, no, no. Call me simple yeah. oh, that's all i need but yeah, those so the green those, beans that cream of mushroom soup the french the fried french onion. fried onions on top really make a difference yeah. so like when it's like today when i go home and i make some i'm gonna add some of that but fresh fresh of course yes. you want them nice and crispy, crispy. Yeah. yes to go with what you guys were just talking about mm. i did step away to the restroom so if you already brought this up i apologize but apparently robert griffin the third who works for espn he was talking about Bijan robinson who played for Texas. And he's saying, if I'm Bijan, I'm saying, Texas, make me an offer so I have to come back. Give me six to seven million in NIL money and NIL opportunities so I don't have to go pro and these fans can get another year of Bijan Robinson. Well, and that's exactly where we're at. Yeah. Again, that the money is going to go up significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just barely scratching the surface of potential money out there. And remember it was Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach a couple of years ago, guys, he says, well, I'm going to need like $13 million. I think some arbitrary number he threw out there to keep this team together. Right. Um, And that's going to go up significantly. Um, Look, USC paid a mint for Lincoln Riley. They were four and eight a year ago. Look where they are right now. Right. I know. And, you know, so. um, Changing the game. It's a a game changer, but you better find those uh, donors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think they will, though. That's what's crazy. That's what's crazy. All right. Let's go on to top 25 college football going on right now. Number 17, North Carolina, missed a field goal. By the way, every time somebody misses like a field goal or an extra point, I hear you two yelling in the background yes. that they've missed. So they missed, <laughs> but they just scored a rushing touchdown. NC State, though, is up 70-16. to 16. I don't know if they've gone for the extra point yet, but halfway through the fourth quarter, we've got a close one there. Now, your UCLA team managed to get a touchdown right before halftime. They just started the third quarter, but California is still up on them, 21-17, to 17, but now they're a little bit closer. Earlier today, number 19 Tulane defeated number 24 Cincinnati 27 to 24, and we were just talking about Bijan Robinson who had 29 carries, 179 yards, and two touchdowns today for number 23 Texas who outscored Baylor 38 to 27. If you haven't heard, Nebraska may have found their new head coach, and it seems to be former Panthers head coach Matt Rule. Nothing is official yet. Reports are saying that the two sides are hoping to finalize a deal in the coming days. 
In NFL news, the latest player to be added to the injury report, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs apparently has a calf injury. So he's now listed as questionable to play Sunday against the Seahawks. Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson says that running back Daryl Henderson, who was claimed by Jacksonville on Wednesday, won't play in Week 12 against the Ravens. But Ravens running back Gus Edwards was back on the practice field today after missing three weeks with knee and hamstring issues. He's listed as questionable, just like 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel, who's also dealing with his own hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable to play against the Saints. And in the World Cup, which is Steve's favorite sport, today the U.S. and England played to a scoreless draw. This was the fifth nil-nil draw of the World Cup so far. The Netherlands and Ecuador also played to a scoreless draw earlier today. Mm. Iran shut out Wales 2-0, scoring both goals in extra time, and Senegal defeated and eliminated host Qatar after a 3-1 victory. USC, US of A will play Iran on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time to continue the group stage. Guys, this has been fun. Let's do it again Sunday. What do you say? Uh, well, rest yeah. up because you know Sunday goes absolutely crazy, Monsi, but I, yes. I, I've been waiting all day to hear that one highlight the one shot on goal the one that shot. USA had today. Forget uh, uh, scoring. They had one shot on goal, and yet yeah. everyone was raving. They dominated today. So, uh, yes. yeah, yes. that dominant was the word uh, that I heard in that nil-nil draw. Uh, Monsi, rest up. We have a lot of work to do this weekend, for sure. You too, guys. All right, thanks so much. Once again, we're uh, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Hey, I want to ask you about this uh, Matt Rule situation. All right, let's, let's review Matt Rule. Yeah. Okay, so this is a guy that got his rep on the college level, started at Temple, where he turned around that program. Then he did a, a miracle at Baylor. I mean, they had hit the absolute skids after all the scandal and everything else. He gets hired as the coach of the Carolina Panthers, seven years, $62 million. He won 11-27. and 27. Here's my favorite stat. In, in games in which they allowed 17 or more points – uh, the Panthers were one in twenty-seven. Mm. Okay, so this and this is a guy that was supposed to be like this offensive genius guy, right? Yeah. They couldn't score. He he is still owed forty million. Now I I, I got to ask you about that. Okay, so now he's being courted by Nebraska. We've seen it time and again. Guys that are highly successful on the collegiate level just not cutting it at the NFL level. A year ago we had the Urban Meyer disaster. Um, but how does that forty million work? So if he what does Nebraska have to pay him? Because does he still get paid by the Panthers if he takes a college job? Oh, most certainly. So he oh, still yeah. gets the $40 million that the Panthers owe him plus whatever Nebraska pays him. Yes. and Not and bad. Not bad at all. They call that double dipping. It happens wow. occasionally with NFL players after a certain year. If you make um, the opening game roster – uh, your contract is guaranteed for that season. It doesn't matter what contract amount you are uh, you are owed. But say there comes a situation somewhere down the road where, you know, I don't know, it's either your play or injury or they need uh, position players elsewhere. You could get released and say you're owed $3 million for that season from Team A and Team B wants to sign you. Well, a player inside the NFL can be paid by two different franchises at the same exact time. <clears throat> now, in professional uh, football with coaches, this can happen also. You could be paid by you know, one NFL team while you're working for another, whether it be in a coordinator capacity or as a head coach. 
And certainly if you move on from professional football to college coaching. And if that's the case, what happens is typically the team's going to come to that coach and try to get a price break by paying paying him all at once if they can. Like, you know, so the Carolina Panthers may come to Matt Rule and be like, look, we know we owe you $40 million over the next however many years, but if you let us give you, say, $25 million right now, um, we're off the hook, all is fair. You know, so a lump sum payment as opposed to a slow trickle over the years and you save $15 million. You know what I mean? Now, if you're working for Nebraska and you're earning a paycheck, maybe you're like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll take your $40 million over these years. I don't need a lump sum check right now, but sometimes it works out. So either way, he's going to earn an astounding amount of money by moving on to Nebraska if he takes his job. I'll make this comparison. Um, Jim Harbaugh. He was a program builder in college football, obviously did great work with University of San Diego, uh, Stanford, and then moved on to the NFL at San Francisco. Flipped the whole scene with the 49ers. I mean, the guy was unbelievable at that point. He had had, uh, some good years, and then it trailed off, and then he was sort of forced out of that job with the Niners and went to... Michigan and the Wolverines have been good. Well, no, no. Well, they thought they got blown out by Ohio State five straight years. I mean, if they had not beaten last year Ohio State, he was on the endangered species list. Oh, I'm not saying that the seat hasn't gotten hot at times, but I'm saying from where they were to where they went with Jim Harbaugh and the fact that he's a Michigan guy and the fact that, you know, he's he's had success. You got to beat Ohio State. Though. You do have to beat Ohio State. There's no doubt that rivalry is absurdly important. And the bowl record isn't great, but that that's the kind of point I'm trying to make is – like Matt Rule could go to Nebraska and potentially have success, even though it didn't work at all. Well, that's all what I want to ask you. Panthers. I mean, you look at Nebraska ever since the days of you know Tom Osborne with Frank Solich, his handpicked successor, and then of course Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, yeah, and the and the and you know the the Scott Frost hiring had such hype; it was a disaster. With Scott Frost, is the Nebraska situation? fixable. I mean, they haven't been relevant for a long time, and really it's been a steady decline ever since they joined the Big Ten, which in many ways, well, obviously was very motivated by money, and they made a lot more money in the Big Ten. But can you see, because I like Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule in the college level, what he did at Temple was amazing. What he did at Baylor was a flat-out miracle. Can he do the same thing in Nebraska? Is Nebraska in the Big Ten, is that a situation can he make them relevant again yeah yeah he absolutely could look there there are certain coaches who don't work at the next level but they do work at at the college football level you know as a coordinator Nick Saban I think could hack it at the NFL level but as a head coach at the NFL in the NFL it didn't you know but then he goes to Alabama and he's I mean he's peerless basically in college football right now in terms of winning so yeah, he could go to Nebraska and and look, there I can't describe to you how different it is when you're sitting in a squad room or a team meeting room at the collegiate level versus the pro level. Like you feel it immediately even as a rookie. There is a complete dynamic shift. These players are respected so much more at the NFL level because they're considered pros. 
They're considered professionals. And a lot of times, there are a lot of players who are sitting in that room who have been playing at the NFL level a lot longer than the head coach has been coaching at the NFL level. And that flips, that's a paradigm shift as well. In college football, it's almost never that case where there are players sitting in the room who have more experience playing at that school than the coach who's coaching them. It does occasionally happen, but it's rare. It's rare. At the pro level, it happens all the time. And so there's this automatic respect that's in the room. Like these players are respected differently by their coaches. It doesn't mean that you can't coach hard at the NFL level, but there is an observation of respect that is not as important at the collegiate level. Now that may change with name, image, and likeness and players getting paid and all those things. But Matt Rule, the messaging that may have he may have been trying to apply in a, in a professional circumstance may have never worked because he's just, his message is better suited for building collegiate programs. And we'll see. Did, did I tell you how much I love what Chip Kelly's done with his UCLA program? They just took the lead <laughs> against Cal. Um, not that I'm a fair weather guy, but you know, what have you done for me lately? All right, on the other side, we're going to talk about who else we're going to fill in, apparently, uh, for the rest of time here. Uh, we got much <laughs> more coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Six starts fantasy football players rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition listen to i want your flex with mike Harmon and me dan buyer on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts the nikki glazer podcast her roast of tom brady stole the show now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the nikki glazer podcast i said tell tom brady that i'm the tom brady of roasting lots of people roasted the goat but only nikki is still being talked about every time i refresh my dms it's 14 blue check marks of people i didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me hear that in all episodes of the nikki glazer podcast on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the nikki glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, once again, doing what we can to fill in for Cavino and Rich. And before that, Doug Gottlieb today, we've done our best. Stephen Rich here. Uh, by the way, I want to thank the crew. Everyone's sort of exiting quickly here. Uh, we'll start with John Ramos. John, great to see you. Legend always fun, are. Steve. And Rich, always good to have you on the show. How about yeah, that? man. The great John Ramos there. Uh, Monsi Bolaños is already running for the hill. She's heading for her uh, green uh, bean casserole. Green she went and had some uh, uh, leftovers there. Bo jumped in today and uh, proudly wearing his Cubs cap. Are the Cubs still in... Still playing baseball these yeah, days? Yeah, no, they're the only team uh, still going. They still just, going. Yeah, wow. they just head to Wrigley, and, you know, they play who uh, play who yeah. shows up. It's a little league team one day. Yeah. It could be an adult league team the next. You never know. <laughs> yep. they, they, they won their series in 2016, and that's it. They, that, they're done. And then this century. they evaporated. They're they're hanging somewhere in the uh, you know in the atmosphere, waiting to rain down upon us once more. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at our schedule. Uh, if you have not heard us on Sundays, we do Red Zone Radio here on Fox Sports Radio. If you're not lucky enough to uh, watch the games, if you're out and about and just want to keep track on all the different games that are going on, listen to Red Zone Radio because it is rapid fire. It's an interesting week this week because there are no buys this week. Yep. We still have bye weeks ahead of us, but there's no buys this week. So we had the three games on Thursday. So we have seven games kicking off uh, when we start our show, 10 a.m. on the West Coast, 1 p.m. on the East Coast. Let me ask you about one of the teams, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they're on the road against the Browns. The Browns are awful. Uh, and by the way, we are getting close to the return of Deshaun Watson. So we are. Stay tuned for that. That's a couple of weeks away. Uh, but they've won back-to-back games, not overwhelming wins, home wins against the Rams and the Seahawks. But at least they got a couple of W's here. And I don't want to go into all the detail about Tom Brady's off-the-field problems. They're well chronicle out there. Um, but should we have Tampa back in the conversation in terms of a potential playoff threat? They should because have in that division, they should the win that division. Really? Yeah, well, I, I mean... I mean, their they, offense has been nothing. I mean, they have know, not put up points all year. But they've only ever dropped down to second place in that division and once right. for a single week during this NFL year. Like, they're going to win the South. 
Yes, yeah, it I, will. It, it's 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 a fade on complete. I mean, I, it really felt that way from the open of the season. It was just going to be by how wide of a margin, and. It, I mean, look, I think what's aided them the most this season is the fact that it's a down year for the NFC South because they're having a down year. But yeah, they, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at no point during the the football season should ever have been counted out from the postseason because they've been within striking distance or in the postseason again leading their division but i mean we're talking about a team over the last three years finished third third and second in the league in scoring yeah and they're 27th this year i mean oh no no they're like i said the I mean, biggest reason why they're playoff how much is that bruce arians leaving i mean bruce those three years i talked about were the three years arians was the coach remember yeah. remember that last year with the first year with Jameis winston even though he had the 30 interceptions, he also led the league in passing yards and was second in the league in passing touchdowns. Then, obviously, with Brady, huge numbers over the last couple of years. Arians leaves, Todd Bowles comes in, and you go from the second scoring offense to their defense has improved, by the way. They're fourth yeah. in the league in, in giving up points. But offensively, I mean, is this just Gronk? Or, you know, you go from second league in scoring to 27th, and you well. still have Tom Brady as your quarterback? Look at the Rams, and and you don't really need to go any further than that. I mean, when you have injuries across your offensive line and you're lacking skill position players, that's the answer. I mean, look, Sean McVay is still the head coach, and the Rams are struggling this season. Whether Bruce Arians is there this season or not, I don't think has any bearing on Tampa Bay having more or less success. I honestly don't. I, I don't think he was the key to the success in the first place. I think that was Tom Brady, more Tom Brady than Arians. And, uh, you know, I, I think I think that the same could be true for this season. There's a lot of season left. No, there is a lot of season left for Tampa, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can uh, get back on track. But certainly they got a favorable schedule coming up on the road against the Browns and then home against the Saints. Well, uh, now I uh, the, the, the cold reality of how much money was spent today on Black Friday, I'm about to face that right now. So based on that, <laughs> you're going to find out my mood when I see you again <laughs> on Sunday. Hey, don't go anywhere, folks. Just keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.